Hi, awesomes. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets. And maybe you can hear it in my voice. I'm smiling so big right now. I <laughs> always am smiling so big when I get to sit down and have a conversation with my dear friend and our sort of awesome regular, Mindy Browse. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Meg. So glad to see you. I'm so happy to see you. You guys know when Mindy's here, we are doing another installment in our Midlife with Mindy and Meg series here on Sorta Awesome. We've been doing this for over a year. The response has been incredible, mm -hmm. Mindy, as we are really, we're drawing from our own lives. Like this is completely authentic to the That's conversations right. that we want to have, need to have, and are having in our personal lives. But we are hearing from so many of our awesomes and even people outside the awesome community mm -hmm. that these conversations are so appreciated as we navigate the waters of midlife together. And you have exactly. some great topics for us today just to add to the discussion, right? That's right. You know, it never ends because life is just all encompassing of every topic. And for midlife, there's so much that changes yes. that we have another list of things to discuss with y'all today. You know, we're your midlife big sisters. Mm -hmm. We're here to discuss these. We're not doctors. We're not professionals, but we're kind of the ones that want to bring you the help and the conversations that aren't naturally occurring in life. But because yes. you guys have embraced this, they're now happening. I love getting the messages. They're like, I sent this to my friends. We're talking about it. I'm like, yes, keep doing it. Yes. That's right. Please do share these conversations with your friends because one thing we have learned, and Mindy, I think we already knew this, but it's like really been confirmed for us. Women are craving these conversations. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm glad you mentioned it. These are definitely conversations to have with your healthcare provider. And we talk about that plenty. Yeah. But it's also, we're here to normalize having the conversations with each other. We've got some great topics to dive into today, Mindy and I do. And of course, you know, we're going to have some awesomes of the week to talk about. So Mindy, we've got so much to get to. I can't wait to chat with you more today here on Sorta Awesome. back awesome to the show that loves to support you in becoming smart, strong, and social. If you have been looking for women to connect with and have all kinds of conversations about all kinds of life, real stuff with, well, I'm really happy to tell you that you've come to the right place because no matter what age or stage of life you are in, I am so thrilled to tell you that we have got not just the podcast for you, but we're also your community on the go. We would love to have you connect with us outside of your podcast app in one of our communities on social media. You can find us on Facebook in the Sorta Awesome Hangout, the heart of our community where we have all kinds of conversations about all kinds of things. Mindy, I found myself once again in the Hangout group using the search function to search for what sheets, what are we loving in sheets <laughs> these days? Why? I don't know. I searched for sheets and... That's a frequent topic of conversation. That is a, a hangout. Because we like to be comfortable in bed. Yes. Then everything changes with each season. Yes. And then when you hit midlife, you want a whole different kind of sheet set. So, yeah. It's so true. In fact, I wasn't even looking for sheets myself. My sister Emily was like, hey, we just got a new bedding set and the sheets. We didn't know until we got it, but the sheets are polyester. And I was like, no, no, unacceptable. Rebuke no. it in the name of Jesus. We <laughs> do right. not do the polyester sheet. We do not. And so we were talking about how in this stage of life, we need something maybe that's a little more on the cooling side of sheets. So anyway, all of that to say, you can find all of those conversations in this sort of awesome hangout on Facebook. And of course, we would love to have you come join us on Instagram. at sort of awesome show. We always have all kinds of good stuff going on over there. And I want to tell you that I talked about this on the show last week. Our so awesome summer guide is out. We have been hearing some incredible feedback from awesomes who have already dug into it. A lot of people, Mindy, have said like, uh, how long did this take you to put together? Oh, and <laughs> I cannot, Meg. 
after I finished reading, I was like, um, has Meg slept this month? I don't think so. I don't think she has. You know, I just went ahead and picked the busiest month on the calendar, May, to create this <laughs> very time-intensive project. But I love it so much. I said this on the show last week, and it's true. I would find myself, my face would just be hurting because I'm like at my keyboard, Mindy, like typing away and I'm just grinning because it makes me so happy. I love it. My favorite part of it so far and just my first read through is the could you list for the kids to put up, you know, if they need something to do in their quote board. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids know better than to come to me and say that Uh because that's instant cleaning time. But, you know, some ideas to help springboard them. I thought that was really great. I say so often to my kids, when my kids come to me and say they're bored, I so quickly will say, have I got a chore for you that now they just don't even let me get it in. They're like, no, mom, I'm bored, but I don't want a chore. (laughs) (laughs) My kids know not to say it. That is what will happen. We also have a summer rule that you have to spend 30 minutes reading, 30 minutes outside. Yes. Before you can do screens, you know, Mm -hmm. don't even come at me with anything. And those screens, I better not see them until I've seen you reading. So, yeah. Well, the So Awesome Summer Guide is, of course, still on sale because we have people who are just now launching into their summer break. So you can go to sortaawesomeshow.com slash soawesomesummer. Don't forget to use code awesome23 and you'll get 23% off of that. So, Mindy, before we get into our midlife conversation, which I cannot wait. There's one topic I'm particularly interested in. I'm going to have to wait though, because we really should go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. If you are new to sort of awesome, awesome of the week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little more awesome right now. It could be a book or a TV show, some kind of new music, a movie, a podcast, a product. Whatever's bringing that gold sparkle to our days. Mindy, what do you have for us this week, my friend? All right. Well, I'm sort of cheating since I am on, you know, every six to eight weeks or so only, not all the time. I had a little list that I just really need to kind of tell you about, (laughs) but I'm only doing two. Okay. I was going to say, are you saying we get a double header? (laughs) I won't do that to you, but I do have two. So, and one is related to midlife. So I live in the mountains of New Mexico. And our weather in the evenings is just usually delightful, but it does get hot in July and August. It gets pretty hot up here, but we don't have indoor air conditioning. Most homes out here do not because you don't really need it as often as we did when I say lived in Mississippi. That was a whole different ballgame. Yes. Plus I entered midlife. So I needed a different kind of blanket. And last year in the Sort of Awesome Hangout, I asked about, and somebody else was chatting about it also, about some light blankets that we could use that breathe really well and all that. And so I bought it last summer, last May. I had surgery on my nose to breathe and everything. And I had to sleep sitting up for eight weeks. And so that was a thing. But this blanket was perfection. And I just got it out three weeks ago because it's time. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. So I I did get on Amazon. And like I said, it was somebody suggested it in the Sort of Awesome group. And it's a five-layer gauze throw blanket made by Deckmate. But it's beautiful. It comes in several different prints. And I love mine. I'll make sure to share a photo on Instagram after the episode drops and everything. But it has been so delightful. It is enough to, you know, to give me something to snuggle and feel covered but also breathable enough to keep me from sweating and all of those things. I love it. It's a fantastic summer blanket. I even take it on the patio sometimes. So I'm also yeah. trying to say like, justify, maybe I need two now, you know, one for the bed oh, and one well, for the patio. Yeah, clearly. I mean, yes. Duh. So you need that second one. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's right there behind me. That Oh, right there, it's, Meg. So it's real pretty. pretty. It is pretty. Yes. I just want to thank that sort of awesome hangout for that and share yes. it with you guys because you know, so many of us are on decks or patios in the evening. We want a little something, but we don't want it too heavy. Exactly. And this is a really great win. All right. So that's my first one. That is brilliant. Good job, you, for recognizing my current setup. She's no longer working for me. Give me She's something not- that <laughs> works for those midlife nights. That's right. And Meg, <laughs> it's mine. Paul does not yes. get to use this blanket. He has a whole separate blanket because... <laughs> 
our body temperatures are not compatible. Uh huh. Right yes. And yes. So yes. I use this, and he has a quilt and another little blanket, and I'm like, no, sir, no, sir, yes. I don't need that. So that's my first awesome. My second awesome also came from the sort of awesome hangout. I am addicted to audiobooks. Hi, my name is Minnie Brown. So I'm addicted to audiobooks. You know, I am too. Yes. Yeah. You are preaching to the choir over here. I always have my earbuds in. There's always at least one in all the time because I alternate. So I leave one in, one in the charger, listen to my book. When that one dies, I switch out so that I always have an earbud ready. I don't need the noise canceling part of the earphones because these are AirPods. Unless I'm driving, you know, the road noise and the kids and their music. If I'm listening to a book, then I'll put two in. But I always have one in and so much so that I forget that I have one in and I'm like hanging yes. out with people and I've got one earbud in. Yeah, I call them earbuds because I'm a dork, but they're AirPods. <laughs> no, I do the same thing. Because <laughs> they're like, mom, can you at least say the right name? So all that to say, I had a little plastic rubbery case for them that I would attach to my jeans, my loop, because I'm a dork there also. And I wanted to have them with me all the time. And I didn't want them in my pocket. And I don't carry a purse when I'm walking around at work or other places. But every time I dropped it, or even when I opened it, earbuds would fall out. And I also was noticing that even if I set it down, it wasn't keeping the case closed. It was keeping the case protected, but it was not keeping the earbuds in Right. Yes. And I needed something that was going to do both. And so I went to the group and I asked, and it was so funny because several people suggested this case. And it was the one I first saw when I first got a pair of AirPods. Mm-hmm. But I thought, oh, that's so fancy and pretty. And it's more than I probably want to spend. So I'll get these other little cheap things. No. Well, I went through two of the little cheap things. So I basically wasted money and I should have gone straight to this case. It's a leather case. And it has a snap. I'll do a little sound snap for you there. Yeah. And it comes with a hook to put on either your purse or in your waist or whatever. So smart. With this snap, it keeps it from popping open and AirPods falling out. If you drop it or even if it just is in your purse and gets tousled or in your car or whatever, it keeps the case protected, but it also keeps it closed. Also, it has a spot right here on the back so you can cordless charge it. I can set this on my cordless charger and it charges while it's in the case. Yeah. So anyway, and it just looks really nice too. But most of all, it works really well. And so if you're like Meg and I and you love your AirPods and they're with you all the time, you want to keep them safe in the case, this case is perfection. I absolutely love it. It is so pretty and so classy. It does not look like an AirPods case, but it looks like they've kind of thought of everything that you need if you're going to be, you know, packing up those AirPods and taking them with you everywhere as we do. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure that link, you know, is in the show notes, but it's AirPods Pro Leather Case by Hiram. And again, absolutely love them. They're fantastic. Okay. They are definitely awesome is what I meant to say. They are definitely awesome. (laughs) Usually when you are here, you bring a book or something bookish related. No book this week. So I'll step in. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me tell you why I didn't. And this okay. can be a teaser also. I did have a book. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Meg and I talked. So listeners, we have decided to do an episode on midlife books, Ooh. a whole yes. episode. And so this yeah. was a midlife book. So I'm hanging on to it for that okay. episode. So okay, that's why I made it last minute substitution. That makes sense. And yes, we assigned ourselves. We self-assigned we some reading for the summer. So oh, we can darn. have, yeah. I know, what a Drats. burden we bear. <laughs> <laughs> I did bring a book though. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you, it is Everybody Come Alive, a memoir and essays from Marcy Aldous Walker, whom many of you, many, many of you awesomes may know as the creator of Black Coffee with White Friends on Instagram. I do follow her. <laughs> yes. I looked back because I shared about Marcy's account, Black Coffee with White Friends. I was like, I know this was years ago. How many years ago was it? It was back in the fall of 2018 on episode 166, I believe, when I first shared as my awesome of the week, Marcy's account, Black Coffee with White Friends, and particularly an essay that she linked to, because not only did she have the Instagram, but she also had a blog and Mm. shared her writing there from the first 
time I read Marcy's writing in long form in essay, I was blown away. You know, when you just have that experience as a reader and you're reading, especially something as personal as essay and memoir. And it's like, how do people have this capacity for words and evoking emotion and taking you in to the moment? I have loved Marcy's writing ever since my very first sentence I read from her. And I've, of course, loved following her through the years. I think when I shared about her back in 2018, I think she had just recently crossed the 1000 follower mark. Of course, now she has what over 100,000 followers. I haven't even looked to see, but the account has absolutely continued to grow because people are drawn in to Marcy's writing, to her storytelling, to her advocacy, to her very unique way. So she's, you know, become very, very popular and many people follow Marcy and her words and her point of view on Instagram. So here is her debut book and it is a memoir, a collection of essays. And I got this, this came in the mail as a preview copy that Marcy sent my way the day that Katie Proctor and I recorded our summer book list. And so I opened this after we had recorded and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, because I would have totally put this on there. Although this is not exactly what I would call like a beach read. This is Mm -hmm. the kind of writing that you do want to savor it. You could read it anywhere, but also it's so emotional. Like if you're okay Mm -hmm. with crying at the beach, then yes, please (laughs) pack it with you. Take it with you to go. Okay. So a little bit about Marcy's background. A lot of this book, Mindy, and it's probably why it hits me in a particular place. A lot of it is about her relationship with her mother, who struggled with mental illness her whole life. And because of her mother's struggles with mental illness, she was raised primarily and predominantly by her grandparents. Her mother was a very 70s era pro-Black woman and had a lot of big feelings about race in America. Her grandparents, think about this. So she's in elementary school in the early 70s. So her grandparents who were affluent and lived and moved in primarily white spaces. And Mm -hmm. so Marcy ends up going to school and being in a lot of white spaces. Her grandparents were, you know, Jim Crow era Black Americans. And so their point of view was very much more about sort of like assimilation and just fitting into culture. And they had a lot of conflict with their daughter who was very, you know, of the moment of the seventies and, yeah, you know, the movements that were happening in the black community during that time. And so this is the environment through which Marcy's growing up and her understanding of race and what it means to be a black person in America, what it means to be a black woman in America, what it means to be a Christian in this country. All of this is formed in that context in the seventies. And I love that Marcy she weaves in so much that was so relevant to pop culture, like so many songs and song lyrics into the way that the essay are constructed, which I love, you know, I love music and I I love how it speaks to a moment in our own Mm -hmm. lives individually, but also collectively. Yeah. This book, I, I'm not going to (laughs) cry. She's hugging it. I'm going to have to read it. How have I gone all these years without ever crying on mic. And now apparently this is what I do. I get emotional about books on microphone. This book is so good. It is so powerful. It's so life-changing. It is challenging. Just like Marcy's point of view on her Instagram account, if you are uncomfortable in being challenged in conversations about race and what the experience of different people are in this country, I want you to know going in that that is her unflinching point of view. But if you are open to reading about someone's life experience that is heartbreaking and amazing and resilient and devastating, like all of the things, Mm. this is a fantastic collection. And as with all essays, I do think it's great to just take your time with it. Read an essay, put it down, think about it, ponder it, process it. Don't feel like it's a book that you're going to race through, but it's poetic, it's lyrical, it's magical. It's fantastic. So again, it's Everybody Come Alive, a memoir and essays by Marcy Alvis Walker. I'll put a link in the show notes if you guys want to go check it out. Very much the awesome of my week. I'm definitely picking that up. Thanks, Meg. Yeah. Okay. Those are our awesomes of the week this week. And we always want to hear what's awesome in your life because it's probably going to be awesome in our lives too. So come and find us, like I said, on social media, on Facebook or on Instagram. And 
Tell us what's awesome in your life and just become part of our community. We would love to have you. Mindy and I have some really good midlife conversation ahead. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hey, friends, I have a quick message for you grown-up awesomes who are listening. You know, Mindy and I are talking about all things midlife today. And as we've talked about in our Midlife with Mindy and Meg series, sometimes midlife issues impact our sex lives. And sometimes we need a little extra something to get things going. A little pleasure pregame, if you know what I mean. And that is why I am a huge fan of Foria and especially Foria's Awaken Arousal Oil. Foria makes products that will transform your sexual pleasure using all natural and plant-based ingredients. And the Awaken Arousal Oil is one of Foria's top-selling, most popular products. Tens of thousands of people are huge, huge fans of the Awaken Arousal Oil, including many of our awesomes, including myself. You can use it solo or with a partner, and the combination of CBD and warming, sensation-inducing organic botanicals means that you're going to have more enhanced arousal, sensitivity, and what I super love about Awaken is that it can help with any intimate discomfort you might be experiencing. And Awaken definitely just turns you on. So yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal just for you awesomes. Get 20% off of your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash awesome, or just use code awesome at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash awesome for 20% off of your first order. I recommend trying the Awaken Arousal Oil with the sex oil. You're going to thank me later. Okay, we are back and I am joined today by Mindy Browse. And you know, that means we're talking midlife conversations in our Midlife with Mindy and Meg series. And Mindy, this is a topic when you floated this out as like a conversation for this episode. I was like, ding, 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 Yahtzee, bingo. Yes, I need to know more about this. Because one thing that nobody told me about midlife is you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to be like, who's that woman (laughs) looking back at me? I thought it was just sort of the aging process, genuinely. And I've even said this on Sort of Awesome that I feel conflicted about, you know, like Mm anti-aging products and stuff because I want to embrace aging. But I genuinely, it's so jarring to look in the mirror and be like, I don't recognize this person. Yes. I feel the same. The same thing, man. (laughs) Nobody told me. I feel the same on the inside, but I look at myself in the mirror or I see pictures of myself and I'm like, what is happening here? I don't get it. I don't either. So I'm going to need for you to be my big sister in this moment and unpack and explain what's happening to my face. (laughs) Let's talk about that. So no one told me either that I would look in the mirror and see my mom much sooner than I Mm -hmm. thought I would. I've never looked like my mom at all until the aging process for the skin and face were obvious. So we just want to go ahead and say this again. This is not an anti-aging series. We no. are here to embrace that. So if that's new to you, or if you're like Meg and I, and you struggle with it in some areas, because we have been indoctrinated by our culture via media, via movies, pretty much via everything mm-hmm. <laughs> that we should not look like we're getting older. And that the most beautiful women are those who look like they're in, still in their 30s. Now, yeah. There are women who are fighting this and they get applauded, right? Famous, famous actresses who, of course, I'm drawing a blank now. Well, Jennifer Lopez comes to mind. She's in her 50s and genuinely you look at her and you're like, how? How is it possible? You look the same as you did when you were like 20. How? But there are women who are well, well known that are fighting that, who are saying no. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like Jamie Lee Curtis comes to mind as somebody who's... Very yes. embracing of she natural is aging. embracing it. And then Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. These two women especially come to mind when they're saying, no, screw that. I'm getting older and I'm embracing it. But that's honestly the rarity, right? So now we are on the front lines, Meg, you and I and our generation. We are the front line in so many ways when it comes to midlife. And this is a really big one. Okay. And I'm going to say this one is the one that does the most damage emotionally because fighting this mental thing where we want to embrace who we are, 
but also we don't want to look like we're getting older because that's not beautiful and that's not great. And we shouldn't have bags under our eyes and our skin shouldn't sag and blah, 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 blah. This is to me, the real rubber meets the road when it comes to embracing midlife and embracing getting older. So I just want to say, first of all, that we are struggling and encouraging you at the same time, okay, because Mm -hmm. we are paradoxes to embrace aging for the gift it is, because what that means is we get to keep doing life. Yes. We're aging. Still here. We're staying alive. Mm -hmm. We get to keep experiencing new things. We get to keep spending time with our loved ones. We get to keep growing. But it also means we get to keep experiencing what our environment does to our body, what just living daily does, what moving does, what our cells are experiencing and changing in us. So yes, we have to accept both. And that's not easy. So I just want to say from the get-go, we are not saying that embracing these changes is easy, okay? But Meg and I are 100% committed to not. We are an anti-anti-aging series, okay? (laughs) We want to celebrate the good and Mm -hmm. celebrate while also sharing with you the struggles and the difficulties that come with this season so you're prepared, all right? So that's what we're starting with. Changes in our face are a part of our bodies getting older. It's not our imaginations, Meg. There is a multi-million dollar facial surgery industry because of it. Mm-hmm. Not hating on anyone who chooses that route. Yeah. And there are reasons and I get it. For those of us who that is never going to be an option and for those of us who are trying to help the next generation not feel like that should be a part of getting older, mm-hmm. here's the deal. The biggest changes in our face happens in our 40s and 50s. So if you haven't seen a change yet, great, good, awesome. How old are you? Because if you're not in your 40s or your 50s yet, it's coming. And if you haven't experienced them in your 40s yet, guess what that is? That's heredity. That is not, yeah, you're so amazing. You've done everything well. That is a gift from your genes. Thank your parents for that one and your Mm -hmm. grandparents. But this is a lifelong effect on our face, okay? Our faces are always uncovered, except, well, I mean, I guess we did experience two years of mask wearing, right? Well, true. For the most part, (laughs) for the most part, there is one part of our body that is always on display, which that means it's always getting exposed to the environment, to the sun, to whatever. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we touch our face all the time because it's a big part of how we communicate. It's how we feed ourselves, like how we survive by eating and <laughs> drinking and all those things. So our face is also the front line because oh it is the first thing that people see about us. It's also the first thing that is a part of us. So it's going to look different. So as we get older, because of changes in muscle tone, combined with layers of our skin and bone changes, like these okay. all actually happen. These are not Thank imagined. You. Our bones change in our face. And she could determine how old people were with their bone, with their skull. They oh, could tell yeah. because there are changes. It's not like just the rest of our body, right? Our skull, our bone changes happen in our skull. So there's a lot of different things affect her. So lots of muscle tone and thinning skin will give our face a flabby or droopy appearance. To me, that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part for me. Wrinkles, I can take because wrinkles to me are like laugh lines and they yeah. know where you have been using the muscles most on your face. And I yes. think that's kind of fun. Although I don't like these one between my brow because that shows how often I've been stressed in my life. They call them frown lines. <laughs> I always call them stress lines, but I have been trying to do this more. Don't be stressed. (laughs) Not because I don't think they look good, but because I feel like they make me look angry. (laughs) I don't want to have angry (laughs) I know. And listen, this is a little bit of a side trail, but one of the things that has become so apparent to me through practicing yoga more consistently, the I do almost exclusively yoga with Adrian videos. And she will often say in the the middle of a practice, like relax the muscles in your face. And I don't realize I'm now starting to, because I've Mm -hmm. heard it from her so often. I don't even realize how often that my face is like kind of frozen and holding these certain looks or whatever. And it's like, yes, of course, no wonder we have wrinkles. We spend so much of our lives with our face muscles tensed for various reasons. To look how many, but I think There's a lot of muscles in our face. And so, and even for our mouth, you know, you've heard the saying before, smile uses more muscles, you'll get a better workout, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is we are using these muscles all the time to eat, to talk, to sing, whatever. And 
they're leaving marks on us. Like mm-hmm. there's tracks of life on our faces. And so of course, I don't mind wrinkles to me. Those, like I said, those show where I've spent my muscle time mm-hmm. on my face, yeah. but the sagginess and droopiness that does bother me because I have been taught that that is not beautiful. And yeah. so that's something I'm struggling with. So I have really big bags under my eyes. That is hereditary. My mom had them. My grandmother had them. I understand now why my mom had an eye job when mm-hmm. she was in her late 50s. I get it now. It bothers me because I feel like it, quote, ages me more than I am. Like, I don't feel like 53 is very old. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're 31 mm-hmm. and you're listening, it probably sounds really, really old. And I get it. But it doesn't <laughs> feel very old to me. And so that bothers me. But that is due to the layer of fat that shrinks. It is due to the collagen that is yes. no longer a part mm-hmm. of our skin tone. You can see the crepiness that they talk about. That is happening in our neck, on my arms, and our face. Those are just part of it. Are also, as we talked about in other episodes, that hydration becomes a really big deal and our body doesn't use water as effectively the older we get, and which is why we have to drink even more. But that is part of it also, that lack of hydration causes things to look different you know, you can have a double chin, sagging gels, the smooth surface is different. You know what I mean? So oh, I know <laughs> those things are actually happening. It's yeah. not that I am like, oh, Mindy, you didn't do Clinique the right way when you were in your teenage years <laughs> yes. because you didn't use Clinique. You look like you're older now. I'm like, no, that's just called aging. And it, it's, listen, aging is a gift. The Clinique ladies, they had those white lab coats, Mindy. Like they were, they were like scientists. <laughs> they knew the things, Meg. Yes. And I will tell you, one of my favorite people, Christy Chap, is what I called her. She's my college roommate. She has used Clinique since high school. She has beautiful skin and she looks amazing. Yes. But so does her mother, you know? And so mm-hmm. when I go like, gosh, if you had only started using Clinique 30 years ago, Mindy, you would look yeah. different. I'm like, Mindy, I mean, that's a baloney. So- We'll talk about some things we can do to help our skin, but let's remember that these things are actually changing in our body. It's like trying to hold back a tide, guys. You cannot do it. Aging is a gift. If you hear anything in this episode, I want you to hear aging is a gift because it is. is. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that's happening is loss of bone mass in the jaw, which I didn't know about until I was preparing, reduces the size of the lower face and makes your forehead, nose, and mouth look more pronounced. Because Wild. our jaw mass is changing. Okay. Thank you for uh-huh. saying that. Because when I have been saying, I don't recognize like what's happening to my face. I don't recognize myself. I want to say it's not just wrinkles. No. When you were right. saying it's not just wrinkles that bother you. When I look at my face, I feel like my face is changing. Somebody's doing Photoshop on me. And yes, that, <laughs> that's how it felt. So guys, we want you to know this is why. There is an actual physical thing changing about your body. It's not just no the hormones that are making our brains, you know, and all these other things. The changes in hormones and because our bodies are aging. I don't even like to use the word deteriorating because that's so negative sounding, of course, you know, but mm-hmm. the truth is our bodies are only meant to last a certain amount of time. All right. And it's the true. average lifespan is 80. I'm at 53. So, you know, I'm over that hump, so to speak. And our bodies change as a result of that. So, Our nose will also slightly lengthen. Did you know the nose never stops growing, which I think is really unfair to those of us who got honkers to begin with. I think that's not fair, but but also the bones shift. Okay, so it could look longer. The other Hmm. thing that I didn't know about bones in our face is the angle of the bone beneath our eyebrows decreases the bone. If we could have taken just still photos of us at, you know, 18, 25, blah, blah, blah. You would see a shift in this bone if you put your hand on your eyebrows and you feel that bone. The angle reduces, which can contribute to frown lines, droopy eyelids, and crow's feet because the bone is changing. Hello? So it's not just the eye skin. There's bone changes going on there. So with that angle changes. I've been touching our faces a lot. Here it is. is (laughs) Interesting to talk about while we're watching ourselves on video. Because I do, I wouldn't be like, what if I just did like a little, like a little. I know, I'm like. (laughs) And I also didn't know that the eyelids settle into our sockets more. Because our eyes, sockets change also. The the, the density changes. So your eyes can look sunken. Yes. The lower eyelids slacken. Yes. 
which just means they're slack. What that means is the fat in the elasticity and all of that is wearing out. Like it's just not what it was when you're 20 or 30 and that's okay. So the weakening of the muscles that support the upper eyelid can make our eyelids droop. So this is not because you're not eating well. Please hear us. We are not saying go talk to someone in an MLM. That's not what's happening here. We're letting you know that these are real physical changes that are happening yeah. and affects how our, our skin looks. I mean, right now we're going to talk about complexion in a minute, but basically I just kind of wanted you us all to think about the kind of a structure of our face is changing, not yes. just the skin. You know, I think that as we talk about the cultural aspects of aging, think about how frequently, like just say on Facebook and you see a friend from high school, from college, mm-hmm. and they post a picture and maybe they're looking particularly like mm-hmm. an idea of good. And yeah. then the comments are like, you haven't changed a bit, look the same, haven't aged a bit. Like that is where you see. That's the ultimate compliment. Yes. That is the ultimate compliment is that we would maintain that mm-hmm. appearance that we had in our collegiate days until the end of our days. And if you don't, it's kind of sad, right? Because mm-hmm. then like nobody's you didn't gonna... win. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't win. The you didn't win. Lottery. You're not winning at life. Oh, You're not winning at yes. aging. If you yes. look like you're aging, and I'm like, wait a minute, let's just think through that sentence. Yes. Because yeah. Winning and aging means you get to age. So that's right. That's those right. are the things going on, guys. And so there is a couple of things, you know, obviously hydration is a big deal because our skin is losing water more quickly. It doesn't use it as effectively. You can use some mm-hmm. collagen to help replace some collagen, but it's not like we can give it all back, right? Our skins are not like a canvas that we paint some more collagen on and it becomes one. Like That's not how this works, right? Right. It's not like a bank where you've, no. you know, time withdraws this from your skin, but you can just right. shove it back in and shove fill the balance. <laughs> no. Exactly. I got into the negative, but now I'm, I'm making a big deposit. That's not how it works. Our skin is a living yes. organ. So there's only so much, but so the other thing no one ever told me, Meg, is that I would have zits again uh, and maybe battle some acne when I'm starting perimenopause. Again, the fairness of this isn't just non-existent. Unacceptable. But again, because of hormone changes, we're going to get blemishes. Now, I will say that now that I'm six months in, five months into being in postmenopause, postmenopausal, that's happening less. So that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. You know, I will admit I haven't seen a lot of 70 and 60-year-olds with zits. It's true. But I have seen a lot of women in their 30s through their 50s, right? So oh, yeah. I'm at yeah. least like, okay, maybe that will stop. That would be a nice thing. But because, again, the lack of hydration, the fat, the support, it makes us more susceptible to, and then the hormone shifts gives us blemishes. But there's other things that are going on, right? So yes. first of all, again, the sun is one of the biggest effects on our skin, oh, especially yeah. our face, again. It's always there. It's always exposed. So life expectancy means that our face is exposed much longer. And so the risk that these generations, us and the next ones, are experiencing are even greater because we're living longer. So whereas before people only lived to like 60s or 70, the skin cancer or the other skin concerns weren't as high because, you know, they weren't living as long. But living till you're 80 or more, that just ups your increase because like we talked in an earlier episode, the sun does more damage to us now. The older we get, the more quickly the sun damages our skin because again, we lost that fat. We lost that hydration, which is basically protection for our skin. We lose that. So the biggest thing, of course, to help your complexion and to help take care of your skin is to stay out of the sun. If you can't like me, because you're a hiker and you love being outside. Then a hat, a broad hat mm-hmm. and sunscreen are absolute must. And this is not an anti-aging trick. This is a protect your skin trick. This will help protect your skin. Right. And then water, water, all the water, all the water, all the time. But also cuts and scrapes take longer to heal. Oh my gosh. If you may have yes. noticing this. I know. So like I got hurt hiking this week and the scrape is taking much longer than it did previously to heal. So don't get worried about that. Now, if you have an open wound, of course, and you have diabetes or something else, then you may need to get your doctor to look at something. But typically, I'm not talking about getting infected. I just mean it just takes longer to heal because it's kind of like when you think about 
if you're building a wall, you know, and you have 20 people helping build a long wall, okay, they're going to get it done in a certain amount of time. But if you had previously had 100 people helping build that wall, it went much quicker. So our bodies are basically rebuilding our skin and tissue when we get injured. And so it's just going to take a little longer because they don't have as much team members, so to speak. Yeah. And the other thing, Meg, I was really curious if you especially have noticed this because I've heard you say you have sensitive skin. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You're not there yet. But around age 50, the pH level in our skin changes. So, oh, wow. Surprise, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Another. So we already had the fat and the hydration <laughs> yeah. and the elasticity and the collagen and all the things. Now, when we hit around age 50, our pH level changes. And so our skin becomes more sensitive. Oh, no. So, I, uh-huh. <laughs> I need to take note. Of giving that. you a heads up. So women are more likely to develop rashes or have easily irritated skin. But if you have eczema or rosacea or other skin conditions, just know these could worsen. Oh my gosh. Turn 50. So this is again, why I am shouting from the rooftops that we need people who specialize in older skin. Yes. I am sick of having people tell me what I should use to wash my face, take care of my skin that the 25 year olds and 30 year olds old, because my skin is not the same. Not It is not. So just know that look for items that are meant for older skin. For skin that has the gift of aging so that you oh, can like that. really take care of that. So all those things. Yeah. I'm absolutely going to replace my entire vocabulary and now say that my skin has the gift of aging. Gift I love aging. that. Look, this is hard. Okay. I it feel sometimes hard. we get into our conversations and it's like, so eh, and we got to find the ways to make it positive. And so if that means saying, hey, my skin has the gift of aging. Well, words have power, right? And they the way do. our perspective has power. So yes. the more we shift this perspective, the more we're blessing the women who come after us, not only yes. ourselves. Again, so the one thing I had a question for, and I am really hoping the listeners can help me on this one, okay? I need help with makeup for a 53-year-old. Mm-hmm. Because of my facial changes, I don't want to go to Sephora where a 24-year-old is telling me how to do makeup or you know, younger. Because they're not experienced with that part of life. Right. And yeah. it looks different. Putting makeup on looks different and applying it is different and where you need to apply it, blah, 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 blah. So guys, this is where I need your help to comment on the Instagram post. Come talk about it in the yes. Hangout. Please tell me where I can go to get a makeup tutorial for my gift of aging face. And really? I am going to just avoid the hair topic today because I feel like we're going to have a whole episode on hair, which we've been needing to do. but. I mean, you guys, you know, the hair is there. It's your chin, jawline, and your upper lip. <laughs> because of skin changes there, we get to look like our husbands did in, you know, junior <laughs> high or something. So yes. I do want help for makeup because, again, these yeah. actual bone and skin yeah. actual changes have different needs. So they do. Absolutely. I'd like to go get a makeup tutorial. Different I haven't had one since high school. Well, so you I mean, hello. <laughs> yes. Come on. You need an update and it is so true. Like you were talking about with the eyelids, like for those of us who already had hooded eyelids to know, oh yeah, they're going to recede even more. You cannot do the same techniques that you did in your twenties and your thirties, even because the changes are pretty significant, but I trust and believe through the power invested in YouTubers (laughs) that we can find somebody, even if you can't get in in person which right. hopefully we can find that for you. That would be really not nice. there. I know on the beauty YouTube, I know there's some ladies that can help us with our gift of age. My teenage daughter, she was going to do some eye makeup and she kept being like, huh, your skin is moving. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, yes, daughter. That's what happens when your skin isn't as firm. You move it when you paint it with a brush. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I know that the awesomes are going to have thoughts, feelings, and feedback on the stuff with our face as we are moving through this midlife season. But you know, there's also some pretty big changes that can happen even later in our lives that are maybe kind of catch us off guard. And Mindy and I are going to talk about that when we come right back. Okay, we are back and I have Mindy Browse here with me today. So we are doing Midlife with Mindy and Meg. We've been talking all about face, complexion, changes. Change, Mindy. Change is the name of the game in Midlife. And you brought up a a topic that 
I feel like I'm kind of on the cusp of, and it has to do not just with our physical appearance or what we're experiencing in our bodies, but it's almost more geared towards like what we're doing with our bodies, how we're living our lives. And I'm kind of like at a place where I feel like I need to be prepared that I might be ready to make some big changes. Let's talk more about the change aspect of midlife. So one of the things that has always kind of been in stereotypes of midlife is that the midlife crisis happens, right? So a midlife crisis happens and somebody goes off the deep end, buys a car, does something ridiculous or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are real. Okay. But one of the best things about midlife is we're older. And that's funny because we bemoan that often. Like we're older. Oh my gosh, my body, my tired. I'm so blah, blah, blah. But we're also wiser because wisdom is a hard fought gift from experience. And experience is what we have been gaining for 50 years, 40 what, Meg? I'm on the eve of my 46th birthday this month. So, okay. So for 45, 53 years, we've been gaining experience and that brings wisdom. What it also does, it, the gift of midlife is that we really know ourselves by now. So you would think that you know yourselves in your 30s, but the truth is the research shows that's not quite true. And I've experienced it. We're still really kind of growing up in those times. They say around midlife, which is 45 to 63-ish, that that's when we really come into who we are and really own it. All right. And so one of the gifts of this time is the opposite of what shows in culture used to do. So when women, especially women, okay, I'm talking about women here for midlife specifically. When they hit that season, midlife, they became invisible. Mm -hmm. Their usefulness was spent. They were put in back room. You know, we've talked about in other episodes, the history of how women were treated in midlife. Yes. Now, there are two things coming in here. One, the life expectancy was shorter. So women were invisible for less time. And I don't know if that made it more tolerable or not. I'm thinking no. But now this season is so much longer that we're around. So like once we hit 45, let's say, and things start shifting and then we're in menopause and we're not, you know, we can't reproduce anymore. We can't do those things. We are not okay now with being on the back row. We're not okay with being ignored. We're not okay with being invisible. Mm. And that has changed from two ways. One, we're living longer. So we're having a voice longer and longer and longer. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful, right? That's another gift of aging is that Mm -hmm. we get to share and speak and speak into other people's lives for a longer period. The other thing is there have been a lot of strong women who have refused to sit down. And these women have made a path for us. So I don't want us to take lightly the paths that these women have forged. And as silly as it is, because this movie is so problematic now that I'm in my 50s looking at it, but Dirty Dancing, nobody puts baby in a corner, okay? Mm -hmm. I refuse to be put in a corner now. I'm not okay with it. I have learned to speak and stand up for that. And that's a good thing about midlife. It's because we have enough experience in wisdom and knowledge Because wisdom and knowledge are two very different things. Oh, yeah. My 20-something has a lot of knowledge, but that's not the same as wisdom. We can take this opportunity of shifting to do something new, to leave what I'm calling the first life and start a second life. Because let's say, especially if you are nearing an emptiness, that is really, really different. And all of your daily tasks, your entire focus is about to end. Those things. Well, that doesn't mean you just sit around and eat bonbons. I mean, you could, but to me, that is a waste of the gifts you've been given with all your wisdom and experience. Instead, look around and say, what would I like to do now? Not, oh, that's over. I'm done. No, you're not done. You're done with act one. It's time for act two and Mm -hmm. you need to embrace it. So the research is showing that a lot of people are starting to do this. And a really amazing article by the Harvard Business Review that I'll make sure listeners get said, we argue that for a growing number of people, the midlife years can be a period of unprecedented opportunity for inner growth. At best, 
Midlife can be a time when people move from what psychologist Abraham Maslow called deficiency motivations to growth motivations. Yes. Deficiency motivations are fed by lack. People who have no food, example, will be consumed by the need to find nourishment. Those who lack self-esteem will be driven to prove their worth. By contrast, growth motivations are fed not by a deficiency, but by the human need to realize our full potential. Motivated in this way, we may try listening to ourselves in order to discover who we are and what we want. Mm. And I would argue that midlife is when we are most able to do that. So if you have been feeling some kind of little wiggle or you're kind of feeling some wings sprouting and you're like, or just feel a shift. So this year has it been in only five months, really big shift for me. I left two jobs that I was a part of for six and four years. I am leaving my church. My mm. husband is looking for a new job. Yeah. We are in a huge time of shifting. And as I started to feel that back in the fall, I embraced the idea of writing a new homeschool curriculum and creating a whole new homeschool co-op. It's a ton of yes. work. But I have felt so equipped and excited to do it. I have been homeschooling for 25 years. Why not? Why not put that expertise, that experience to work for me and others? So I'm a two, so I'm going to be a giver. You know, Mm -hmm. would it be better if this co-op was a paying gig and made some money for our family? Yeah, it would. (laughs) (laughs) But I also know my audience and I know the people that need help during these times. The economy is a disaster. A lot of homeschoolers are struggling even more than other families in the sense that most of them are single income families who are also having to put money towards school that Mm -hmm. most people don't have to put towards, right? So I know my audience and I love serving. And so I took this shift, this time of shifting and this time of getting to know me and being more confident in what I can do, what I'm able to do and what I'm going to tolerate and how I'm going to tolerate being treated, which is a big part of midlife. Like, my therapist said, how long are you going to be okay being treated like this? And I was like, um, forever? <laughs> she was like, no. <laughs> no, that's a no. definite nine answer. <laughs> she said, no, I know that's not true because you're here. And she was right, you know? And yeah. so all that to say in midlife, we can take all of that. Look at it. Just put your skills, maybe on paper, maybe make a poster of all the things you love doing, your skills, your passions, everything. What do I want to do now? What do I get to do now? Because you guys, this could be a huge, huge opportunity. Doesn't mean it has to be a career change. That's a privilege for most to switch careers. You know, the article even talks about, please don't think you're going to be this high profile lawyer. And then all of a sudden you're going to become a master chef at a restaurant. Right. We have been scared by lots of those stories. And so Mm -hmm. people, because of it, don't shift at all. They're like, like, oh my God, that's terrifying. So I'll just stay what I'm doing. No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying, be realistic about your gifts. Be realistic about your financial situation and all of these things. But this could be the time to really make a good shift. And the article also talked about how they are trying to help employers embrace and encourage people in midlife more. Like my husband right now has been trying to find a job, right? It's not easy for a 53-year-old to switch career paths and find something different. Yes. Because most people are like, well, we're hiring the younger people, right? Of course. But Harvard is saying you should be hiring people in midlife because they have the experience. Yes. I hope you all have seen the meme that says, if a woman comes in after raising children for 20 years and she's been out in the workforce and she comes and she's looking for a job, that's who you should hire. Why? Because she knows how to do a hard thing. She has the stamina Mm -hmm. and she has done more in those years than most of your employees have done in the last whatever years. Mm -hmm. And Harvard seconds that. And I just think it's a beautiful time, guys, for us to embrace it, embrace all that you are, what you have learned. No, we have fought long and hard for some of these battles that we have some barely survived or survived or been victorious in. And it's time to take stock of who we are and say, what can I do now 
transitions are difficult. Like you're in it. You just graduated your first, right? This yes. is a big deal. Yes, yes, it is. I mean, truly, everywhere you look in this midlife season, there is change. You're either going through a change, you've just come mm-hmm. through a change, or a change is on the horizon because it's just that way. It's just this mm-hmm. moment in life. And going back to what you said about like considering that act one might be over, you know, maybe we have a little intermission in this sort of heat yes. of the perimenopause and the midlife moments. But we have act two to look forward to. I think that is one of our culture's biggest fears around aging and biggest source of resistance around embracing aging is this fear that once you get to a certain age, that life slows down, stops, that you you do believe the idea that you're not needed anymore, that you're not valued when Mm -hmm. genuinely, genuinely, it is such an opportunity to pick up life, like, you know, as your children move out of the home as, you know, maybe caring for a sick parent that comes to an end as they end their journey on this planet. And you get time back in some ways and it might look different. You may approach a new hobby or a new volunteer thing, a new leadership role in your community. You may approach it differently because you are dealing with the realities of being a person, you know, 50, 60, 70s beyond. But that doesn't mean that Just because it's going to be different than when you were younger doesn't mean you can't do it at all. Exactly. What Meg and I kind of were chatting about before we started is a change in focus. So this focus can be an inner focus. You could be really focusing on your inner self and rejoicing at who you become. And that will flow out into other parts of your life. So part of the victory I've been experiencing embracing some of the change and what is going on in my life and seeing it in different ways is I see my husband differently. He's working so hard to do this new thing. I'm working so hard to do this thing, but people are coming, like we're meeting needs. We're seeing other people who are like, yes, I want to do that too. So what happens when we refocus at this act two, it pours out into our lives via our hobbies, via our friends, via our social activities, and maybe what we put money towards and where we Mm -hmm. spend our time. So it doesn't have to be a career. It can be almost everything else though. And y'all, that's where the flavor of life is, is in all of those things where we're spending our free time is where we can really just bloom in this act too. So transitions are difficult. There is no way around that. They just are. But if you are transitioning to an emptiness, this is your act too. If you're transitioning out of a marriage, I know how painful that is. But guess what? This is your act too. If you're transitioning out of a destructive life habits or other ways and you've been in therapy and you've had some girlfriends help, however it's happened, and you are walking in a newness of life, this is your act two. Mm -hmm. Act twos are where it's at, Meg. Act ones build the foundation, but act two is where the glory happens. So yeah. That's what I'm focusing on. And I think that's what we can really do in midlife. And I think that is something to just really embrace with joy. Yes. Oh, I agree too. It's beyond positive. It's the hopefulness that I love that we are always able to find in these conversations, Mindy, because truly, if you just read the headlines, if you just read the news articles, it is Mm -hmm. a pretty bleak picture, but no. No, it's not. It's not. It doesn't have to be. Be excited. Yes. Yes. Oh, Mindy, thank you so much. I love both of these topics. And genuinely, you always have such an intuitive sense of what it is I'm needing to talk about. And so here we are. They're so connected. They don't seem like it, but our face, you know, our skin and our changes there, but also our countenance on what we're doing and how we're embracing life. They're all connected. Our face is where it's at. And it can express so much of the midlife joy and walking in it that we want it to have. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Mindy, if people want to find you to talk more about this or, you know, Mm -hmm. midlife blankets that meet the need or books or whatever, where can we find you all around the web? I am on Instagram more than a mom should be sometimes, (laughs) but I really talk a lot of books and homeschooling and about my family and especially Jubilee, my daughter with Down syndrome. And that is at Grateful for Grace on Instagram. Love it. Okay, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg on social media. You can find Sorta Awesome just by searching Sorta Awesome 
wherever you are online, you will find us there. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.